Captured by the Mohawks, Father Isaac, Ahatsistri, and Renee are led into the wilderness, deep into Mohawk territory, away from their friends, their country, and everything familiar. As they cross a raging river, a deafening sound emerges from the hilltop ahead. Osernano, the great Mohawk fortress. What fate awaits them? The Saints. Adventures of Faith and Courage. Isaac Jogue. Episode 3, The Sign of the Cross. Listen to all the episodes and discover new shows at thesaintspodcast.com. Are you enjoying The Saints? You can thank homeschooling for that. I'm Peter Atkinson, a proud homeschooler. Unleash your child's potential with our sponsor, Colby Academy. From classic homeschooling to interactive live online classes, Colby brings flexible and personalized education to the comfort of your home. Learn more on customizing your homeschooling experience at thesaintspodcast.com slash Colby. Leave them alone, Mohawk brothers. Brothers? <laughs> Foolish black robe. You are either very stupid or very brave. Tie him up with the others. Where are they taking us? Move! Keep walking! Osir Nanon, the largest of the Mohawk villages. For what? Make your peace with God, young Frenchman. Father? Listen to Eustace. Make your peace with God. We traveled for days over land by canoe south deep into Mohawk territory, forced to carry their packs like mules and beaten along the way. They mocked and taunted us. Bring them this way! Ugh! Get up, Black Rope! Move! Move! Our numbers were greatly diminished. Several of the Huron guides had died in the ambush. Many fled into the forest. Of the forty who had set off from Quebec, 38 Hurons and two Frenchmen. We now numbered only 12. Eustace and a handful of Huron converts, and René and myself. Ah, it's cold. Augustuske. <laughs> Say nothing, young black robe. Keep moving. We're almost there. Listen to Eustace, René. Keep moving. Silence! Sassnoran. They marched us across a river, waist-deep, through a wood, up a steep hill, the top of which we could not see. As we ascended, our captors grew more excited and drove us further on. A deafening noise. Drums. Chanting. And as we reached the ridge of the hill, a sight that took my breath away. Two hundred or more Mohawk men, women, children, beating drums, swinging weapons, shouting at us. They stood in two long lines facing us, an empty path in the middle. Come, come, friend. I'll save you. Here. Look at him. Do not cry out. Do not let them see your fear. Our captors drove us through this gauntlet, forcing us to run. And as we did so, the natives on either side struck us with blows, grabbed us, spat, bit us, kicked, all the while laughing and mocking. Oh, Jesus, are these the indignities you suffered on your way to the cross? 
At the end of this gauntlet, we fell to the ground, barely conscious. Something grabbed and pulled on my hands. I saw a face close to mine, teeth bared. Was it a smile? And then, a tremendous pain shot from my fingers to my ears, and all went black. We were taken, half dead, to a wooden fortress encircled by two high wooden palisades, whole tree trunks, sharpened at the top, set side by side and rising skyward like giant spears. The Mohawk Fortress of Osernanon. On the song. On the song. It was Eustace, my Huron name, indomitable one. Give me your blessing. On the song. I raised my right hand in blessing and through half-open eyes saw something most strange. Where my index finger and thumb had been, there was nothing. Two stumps. Not fingers at all. Ego te absolvo, Eustace. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen. Farewell, on the song. Remember me. They dragged away Eustace and the other Hurons. Before I could see what they took then, René and I were picked up and thrown into a longhouse, with a fire burning in the middle. Inside, an old woman approached and spoke to us in our language. Reposez-vous, mon père. Et vous, young Frenchman, restez là. You speak French? Shh. We must clean your wounds. You look surprised that I speak your language. Oui, monsieur. Je parle bien le français. Madame, are you a captive like us? No, nephew. I am a Christian, like you, and a Mohawk. I was born in this village and have lived here all my life. But how? Shh. We will clean these wounds of yours. Please, madame, tend to my friend first. He is injured more gravely. But, father, your hands. There is not much we can do about them now, René. They will heal eventually. What shall we call you, madame? My Christian name is Rose, but you can call me Auntie. Now rest, messieurs. Some weeks later, when we had healed sufficiently, René and I were able to leave the walled fortress and survey our surroundings, always followed by Mohawk eyes. We walked to the edge of the hill, where we'd run the gauntlet a few weeks before. Look, René, a vast wilderness, as far as the eye can see. There is no hope of your escaping and returning north to Canada, you must go south to the Dutch. Escaping? We are less than a day's walk from the town of Beverwick, by the Hudson River. The Dutch will protect you and get you back to France. Father, I cannot go. I, I want to take vows as a Jesuit brother and stay here with you, ministering to these people. These people mean to kill us, René. Then I will die a Jesuit, as I have always wanted to. Now, Father, will you please hear my vows? And there, Atop the very hill on which we had shed blood a few weeks before, René Goupil vowed poverty, chastity, and obedience for the remainder of his life. He became a Jesuit lay brother. What's going on, mon père? 
Something is happening at the palisade. Come, make haste. As we neared the main gates, we saw a grim procession. Eustace and two other Huron warriors, their hands tied behind them, being led by a large group of Mohawks with faces and bodies covered in war paint. We followed up a hill to the highest point as these three innocents were led to a large mound of branches and wood at the top. A fire burned next to it. Our three brave friends were tied to wooden poles on the pyre. Chief Eustace addressed the crowd that had gathered to watch. My Mohawk brothers, you may inflict all your torments on me. You may by this fire tear out my soul from my body. But here is my consolation. You cannot tear my heart from the hope that after death I shall be blessed. I pray that you will embrace the Christian faith and come to adore the divine majesty invisible to our eyes, who makes himself felt in the very depths of our souls. Eustace went to his death praising God and forgiving his tormentors, praying for mercy upon them. He died a martyr, and we were led away back to our captivity. Father Isaac, I would like to go up to the hill where Eustace and the others died and pray for their souls. We must be careful not to attract attention. Come, I have my beads. Frenchman, show me the sign you make that calls upon your God. Yes, child, receive this blessing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine. What are you doing, Frenchman? We do not want your God. I am sorry, brother. I meant no harm to you or to your child. Uh, please, forgive me. I... René, we will go. But, Father, I meant no Come, harm. Come, René. I will remember this, Frenchman. René, you must be careful. We cannot force our faith upon the natives or their children. Learn their language. Understand and love them. Share Christ with them. Trust God to do the rest. Yes, Father. I understand. Thank you. Let's pray. I believe in God, the, the Father, Father Almighty, Maker of, maker heaven, of heaven, heaven and earth. The fifth glorious mystery, the crowning of Our Lady, Queen of Heaven and Earth. Frenchman, come! Father, there are two boys running towards us. Frenchman, you're wanted in a longhouse. Follow us. We'll take you. My brother, there may be trouble when we return. Let us place ourselves in the protection of our Lord and his blessed mother. We returned to the village, praying our rosary. As we came to the gate, we saw two Mohawk warriors, kinsmen of the man over whose child René had given a blessing. Black Roe, Frenchman, a word. A tomahawk flashed from under his clothing and came down on René's head. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What have you done to him? René, come, here's my head as well. Come, I am ready. Do your work. No, Black Robe, it is not your time. Go back to the longhouse. We will come for you. I obeyed and waited that night and all the next day. They did not come for me. The next night I learned from Auntie what had become of René's body, dragged into the ravine below the village. 
I had to give him a proper burial, even if it meant my death. I could not just leave him there to the wild animals. I crept out of the longhouse before dawn, past the sleeping Mohawk braves guarding the gate. I slipped through the palisade, out into the open night, and started towards the ravine. Stop, Blackrobe! Where are you going? Hi, this is Peter Atkinson from the Merry Beggars. Tune in to episode four. Escape from Auxerre Nanon to hear the next installment of Isaac Jogues. Listen to all the episodes and discover new shows at thesaintspodcast.com. The Merry Beggars is the entertainment division of Relevant Radio.